you know, this is a time to really get to know yourself better and who, who are you in the world without a partner? You're single again, you've spent some time to yourself, you're starting to feel a little bit better, you're not crying when you're thinking about your ex anymore. Smell is what seals the deal with the attraction. I've often said to people, well, yeah, no, you've got to go and pass the sniff test now. Last week on Let's Talk, last fortnight rather, on Let's Talk About Sex, we looked at how you know when it's time to break up a long-term relationship, one of the hardest questions you'll ever have to face in your life. This week, we're talking about another very daunting task. Now that you're single, how the hell do you date? How much of a break should you give yourself in between relationships? And how can you best prepare again for dating after years in a long-term relationship? Our resident sexologist and pleasure activist and relationships counsellor. Welcome, Tanya. Morning, Pratty. Now, is there an amount of time you should leave before you jump back into an attempt to find love? Yeah. Well, this is a brilliant question, isn't it? Because I think a lot of folk, when they break up, they want to rush out there and get over or under someone to help them heal after their breakup. Um, and sometimes having hot sex with a new person is a brilliant distraction if you're, if you're wanting to not think about the sadness or, or what you're coming out of. But if you're thinking of looking for a relationship, then I think there are a number of considerations, yeah? You've got to allow some time to grieve. And, and a lot of people don't realise what it is they're actually grieving. It's not only the person that you're not with anymore, but you're, you're grieving a lost relationship. It's lost relationship status. You've gone from being part of a two to a one. Um, sometimes, you know, that changes dynamics with your family. Definitely does in my family. Um, you're, you, you might be distanced or you might lose some friends and friendships as part of that breakup. You've lost potential, you know, the potential of living together or your domestic relationships. Maybe you're going to get married. So all that sort of pathway that you thought you had, financial status, the social status, all that stuff. It sort of becomes a little bit uh, murky and then, you know, what felt sure is no longer sure. Yeah, so time to grieve is important and I feel like a lot of your friends will be like, oh, he was a jerk, let's get you out, let's get you dressed up and on the rebound. Is is that that the right way to sort of like cope with those feelings? I mean, obviously it's important to grieve, but, yeah, what do you think about the rebound? Well, I think... Rebound can be a distraction and I think sometimes distractions are nice. But, you know, as, as part of what you, you've got to also integrate what you learned from your last relationship as well in the breakup. So what was that about? What do I need to learn? How am I going to let that sink into my body? What, what am I even looking for in the future? Like rebounds tend to not be very well thought through, I find. Yeah. And, and also um, you really need a bit of time to work out who you are when you're not in a relationship. So Again, it's, it's what sort of a rebound are you looking for? Is it um, I just want a nice distraction? Or are you, are you dating and uh, what, what are you doing that for? Are you looking because I can't be on my own, I'm too scared or I don't feel like I'm a, a good enough person if I don't do that? You know, so it's, it's looking at the reasons why you might be wanting to rebound as well and how to do it. Yeah. Up next I want to ask you about how long we should give to figure out who we are as a single person again but... Before we go to a track, what if you're the type of person who falls in love straight away with someone? <laughs> yeah, gee, you know, that's so hard because when you're, um, 
when you're with somebody, when you're getting with them, there's a lot of oxytocin coursing around the system and there's lots of um, uh, lovely hormones that are designed to get us, we're hardwired to kind of find a mate. So we're getting all these gorgeous feelings and the pleasure centre can be rolling, running our brain. But we need to keep checking in with ourselves, I guess. Like, wh why am I getting involved with this person? Are they just a distraction? Are they a cool human being? Am I scared of being alone? Is this because I want intimacy and sex? Is that, you know, do I need to have the whole relationship to do that? Do I not feel valuable unless I'm in a relationship? Is this for validation? So you really need to check out with yourself, what am I looking for in this situation? And what also is the other person looking for? Because you may be looking for less than they more. All right, I want to go to a track here called Grieving because you mentioned before a good thing to do okay. is to grieve a long-term relationship once it's finished, something that we should probably all take uh, advice from rather than just getting angry and, and wanting to get on the rebound straight away. It's by Charlie Gradden. We'll be back with more Let's Talk About Sex after this. Your morning's FBI 94.5. Bridie with you. And that was Charlie Gradden with Grieving. Now, it's an incredibly daunting process going about life without that person by your side that you had with you for so long. And it's important to recognise just who you actually are, an independent person, independent of anybody else. And maybe a little bit of self-care is needed after the breakup of a long-term relationship before you get back into the game. That's what we're talking about today on Let's Talk About Sex. Resident pleasure activist, relationships counsellor and sexologist Tanya Coons joins me. Tanya, how can I make the most of my newfound singledom? What are some of the things I should work on myself before getting back out there? Oh, I love this question, Bridie, because I think people, they don't take time to pause and you know, this is a time to really get to know yourself better and who, who are you in the world without a partner? What are you interested in? What have you always wanted to do but felt held back about, you know? So you can do some things that are just for yourself, with yourself, you know? Try some new things. Maybe buy something new and different for your wardrobe. Maybe start some different exercise regimes. Definitely stay off the dating apps because they're a huge distraction and they put you back into comparing yourself to the way you were in a relationship have some quiet time you know I think we're now you know staring down the barrel of lots of us right now being locked down and facing a lot of um, quiet time but in this time you can really get to know yourself better who you are what you're interested in what your strengths are and actually writing out some of those feelings of anxiousness maybe of like oh I'm not partnered or I'm not connected or Sit with that because you can find great comfort and great solace in yourself. Yeah. And then while you're sitting with yourself, these are the questions you can ask. How am I going to know when I'm ready? Can I open myself up? You know, can I, do I have more grieving to do? What do I need to learn? What do I need to integrate? Who am I as a single person? How am I in the world? You know, I might have been very shut down in some areas in my relationship. Say, say I went out with somebody that didn't like sport and I'm a sports head. You know, maybe I can go out and watch all the sport that I want and not feel guilty about that. Yeah. <laughs> what have I learned? So, you know, what am I going to bring to myself from the experience I've just gone through before I go out and have some more? Now, you mentioned sitting with that feeling of, which can be quite an uncomfortable feeling, I think, for some people, especially 
feeling with the yeah. sitting with the loneliness and and being alone being by yourself some people will rush into ca- start having casual s- sexual encounters with people and um I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what's some what what are well, some <laughs> what are some things you probably want to just put in place before you start jumping into bed and having casual sex as a, as a newly single person? Yeah, again, uh, it's a lot of it is thinking about what you want and then communicating it. You know, so many people don't like to talk about sex. Um, they might have come out of a relationship where everything was routine or understood, and now you're in a brave new world where you need to negotiate things. You need to work out what it is that you want and what you're looking for. That could be from another human, from the experience, or actually what you're getting down to in the nitty-gritty. So um, have a think about what it is. Are you looking for hookups? Are you looking for friends with benefits? Are you looking for a casual thing, you know, that's ongoing but, you know, we're not super committed there? Are you looking for something just for tonight? You need to communicate that to whoever you're intending to get naked with as well because they might be looking for different things and then we get to sort of very awkward situations further down the track. (laughs) Messy stuff. Uh, If you've been in a relationship for quite some time, the dating apps might have changed since you were last single. The amount that there are out there and even you could have even been dating for someone since before dating apps came out. So it could be your first time getting on them. It's just just hard to know where to start with them sometimes. It really is. Um, it's good to ask friends, you know, what they recommend. People ask me all the time what dating apps do I recommend and it really depends who you are. I, I think that there are things like Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. They're all a bit interchangeable. They're pretty similar and you'll find similar. You'll find the same people often on all three of them. So don't go out and put a profile up on every single dating app. It might be that you spend a bit of time scrolling on, on different ones to see what feels okay for you. Um, I know that OkCupid used to have a lot more diverse folk hanging out there, but as other apps are shutting down, they're getting a little bit more um, uh, crowded, I guess, and generic. But there are some really specialised dating websites. There are people who are looking for Jewish dates or people who are looking just to hook up or people who are looking for one gender or not one gender, you know, or people who are looking for threesomes. So you can find all that stuff out there. People who are wanting to date over 50, people who are wanting to date under 35. You know, you, there's nowadays there's a dating app for everybody. So have a bit of a look and a see and ask your friends for recommendations because everyone has an opinion on these things. We're going to talk about jumping back into the game in just a tick. Before we go uh, to a track, though, how long should it take before you start to feel normal again after a long-term relationship? How long should you give yourself to get to know yourself? So also such a tricky question because not only is it different for every human, it's different for every relationship. You know, I I spent, I remember a long time ago I spent, 18 months grieving a relationship that only lasted about three or four months and I was quite surprised at the impact of that, whereas other things that have been longer, I didn't spend that long. So it's about checking in with yourself and looking at the, look at the things that, that uh, you were worried about when you were first single, you know, like, oh, how am I ever going to get through this alone or am, are my friends still going to talk to me or can I, go, can I go to the movies by myself? And sort of keep checking into yourself as you're progressing time-wise because I think you'll find, oh, look, yeah, I'm going to movies by myself quite a lot. That's cool. And, oh, I've made some new friends. And, yeah, I don't burst into tears every time I think about my ex now. You know, so those sort of things are going to be indicators as to how you're going with that stuff. Let's talk about sex with Tanya Coons. 
Friday is my name on Mornings, FBI 94.5. A track from IMDDB featuring Ill Blue, God's Work. After this, how you can get back into it, all the tips that you need to know on Let's Talk About Sex. This is God's work, we don't care what them are saying. We don't care what them are saying. Would you bless my man Chris? We don't care what them are saying. We don't care what them are saying. Assalamu alaikum. We don't have time for the pagans. Oh, fix another one. FBI 94.5, that was IMDDB featuring Ill Blue God's work. Bridie's my name with you on Mornings for another half hour. Let's talk about sex right now. We're looking at what happens after a long-term relationship. You're single again, you've spent some time to yourself, you're starting to feel a little bit better, you're not crying when you're thinking about your ex anymore, and it's time to jump back into the dating game. Now, if you are recently seeing a friend who's recently broken up and you have any questions for our resident sexologist, pleasure activist, and relationships counsellor Tanya Coons, please give us a text. The text line is 0409 Okay, Tanya, let's uh, have a look at one of the biggest questions. We asked a, a few of our friends if they had any questions about dating after being in a long-term relationship, and the most common answer we got was, or question was, how do you date? Literally, I have no idea. How do you actually meet people? Yeah. Gee, I hear that a lot. You know, it's isn't it funny how people forget to go how they went out and socialized as a single person? Because you know, what what is changing so much in the relationship? Are we staying home all the time? Are we um yeah, are we having kids? Life's changing, I'm guessing. But I think think about the ways that you can meet people. There are many ways. You can meet people through work, through playing sport, through volunteering, through communities that you may be a member of through your friends, by going to events, right? There's, there's a lot of ways that you can get yourself out in the world. I think often what you need is a good compadre to go out and do these things with or to get good at doing things on your own, you know, because these days people go out a lot and do stuff on their own. I think back in the day people were like, oh, I couldn't possibly go and have a coffee by myself or uh, go and have a meal or go to the movies, but all these things you can do. And if you go into community-driven things, people tend to look out for you if you're on your own and introduce you to people as well. Yeah, and I guess it's about keeping your eyes open. As we just as we talked about last week, I think it was knowing exactly what you are after in a relationship is important. So then, when it walks past you, you have a good uh, indicator. It. it might be right under your nose, and if you haven't thought about what you're looking for, you may not see it. Um, I do think today that everything's sort of being pushed to online and the apps and um, personally I don't think that that should be the only way to meet people but it's now seeming to be the main way that people meet. But so people I mean, have such some horror stories about it though. Like people Ooh, have so many so bad, t- like, you know, just just bad conversations, impossible to communicate. Yeah. Well, I think online changes things. You know, it's only a 2D way of communicating you don't really get a good um vibe of people's energy you don't you definitely don't get to smell their pheromones and know if they smell good because mm. smell is what seals the deal with the attraction i've often said to people well yeah no you've got to go and pass the sniff test now if we, we might have a fantastic chat online but it's how how the sniffing goes it's going to seal it right but i think online has some advantages you know it's pretty convenient so people can log on when it suits them they can spend as much or as little time as they want on that and it can put you in front of a greater number of people. But, again, then you've got to, you know, do a lot more um, sifting through uh, 
yeah, I, I just call it you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince there. Because these days, so many people have got dating profiles. I think there are more tire kickers than interested parties out there. And I'm, you know, I've said this before. I think that folk treat dating sites like flicking through a magazine. And now it's all about appearance, which is not the only filter we use when we're dating. That might seal, you know, that might sort of catch our eye on somebody's appearance, but it's the way they move, the way they speak, what they're talking about, the content, how they present themselves, how confident they are, and how they smell. So we, we need all of that stuff. How are they making eye contact? You know, are they paying attention to me? I don't know if somebody's filing their nails, having a beer, watching telly and dancing at the same time as they're chatting to me, all right? So you, you, how are you going to know all this stuff online? So you've really got to kind of use it as a, a, a filter system to get people into the, uh, the real-life world and meet them quickly, I think. You know, all chatting for a long period of time, not always so great. Now, I understand that a lot of people won't be going out to bars and meeting people uh, over the coming months. And I should say as well, yeah. next month we're going to do a whole uh, month of Let's Talk yeah. About Sex, Love, uh, Sex and Dating in the Time of COVID-19 and, and how we can cope with loneliness. And, and there's lots of stuff that uh, we can we can touch on there. things you can do without touching as well. Oh, my goodness. There are lots of things. Um, lots of things. So that's going to be fun. But yeah, that's yeah. So what happens if you do get out? Um, yeah, yeah. Or if you are at a community event, or if you're at sporting and someone catches your eye. Yeah, what can you say what to you someone? Because you feel so nervous. You know, you look like oh, yeah. I don't. You kind of don't want to talk to them in case you say something silly. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you talk, so many times I've you know been out and people have come and danced next to me, and I've you know, not had a clue and just wandered off to go and get some water. <laughs> People have been like, that person's super interested in you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it could really be as simple as asking someone, how's your night going? Um, uh, <laughs> well, making a joke. I do remember I met somebody that became an enduring friend um, and I met them at the queuing up in a backpacker somewhere in Europe. I heard this laconic voice say, at least you can't complain about the service because there is none. And I turned around. <laughs> And everyone was laughing. I was like, that's a person that I want to get to know. One time I made eye contact with someone and I pulled a face when I was in a bar in France and they came to my table and they grabbed my hand. I didn't speak any French. And they led me downstairs to a dungeon below the the bar uh, and it was an art gallery where they were making these amazing sculptures. And I thought, wow, if I hadn't pulled a face or done a funny thing, then I would have missed out on that entire experience of um, getting to see the art, how it was made and, it was super fabulous. We've right? got or tell them, tell them they're cute, sexy, gorgeous, handsome, whatever you want to say. Or tell them my friend dared me to come over here and talk to you. That's a classic. Right? There's a whole lot of yeah, there's a whole lot of things that you can do. Now we have some great stuff on setting up a dating profile, but I think we might need to save it for next month when we look at uh, our coronavirus uh, dating because we're just running a little bit short on time here. I did want to ask you though, is there anything that you should mention to a potential new partner about what your old relationship was like? Not a lot. I mean, you really don't want to go out on a first date and tell everybody about your ex, do you? It's excruciatingly boring for the person who's dating you. They're interested in you and what you're going to bring to the table. They certainly don't want to meet your ex and they certainly don't want to hear everything that was wrong with your ex. I think some of the worst dates I've ever been on have been discussions over exes. So it's more like that's something that you you mix in over time. People might ask you, you know, like, 
oh, how long have you been single or, you know, how long was your last relationship? So keep it light and keep it low level. You know, the, the better someone gets to know you, then the more information they can get out of that. Your ex doesn't define you and neither does that relationship. We've got a text here from Ben in Marrickville. I love this one. Uh, <laughs> suggesting perhaps an FBI radio matchmaking service next month could be yes. a good one. And <laughs> Ben also says liking FBI is such a green flag anyway. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tanya, did you have any last thoughts about people who are jumping back into dating after a long-term relationship? What's the takeaway message for them? I think remember that dating is not about forcing things. You know, when you're dating, it's about meeting people. You can have fun dating someone that isn't the right person for you. You can have a lovely dinner and great conversation and still know not that person. So don't force things. It's really like you're trying people on for size to see if they're a good fit for you. So you wouldn't buy the first frock that you see in the shop, right? And maybe, you know, after you've worn that, uh, you've been on a couple of dates, you might go, actually, this person isn't right for me. You're not failing at dating when that happens. You're actually dating very successfully. You're getting to know people and just checking them out and going, is this right for me? Do I want to spend more time? That's what dating's all about. Make it light. Have some fun. Don't put the pressure on. Tanya Coons, thank you so much for joining us on Let's Talk About Sex. Thanks for having me, Brady. Always my pleasure. We'll catch you next month. And that segment is podcasted by Jenna Butcher. So you can find Let's Talk About Sex if you look up in your podcast apps and listen back to old episodes. I've got some great ones there on all sorts of stuff like polyamory, taboo love. And next month, as I said, we're going to be looking at all things related to love, dating, relationships, sex with the coronavirus in mind. 